Hi, everyone. Sorry it's been a hot minute since I recorded a podcast. We've had a lot of holiday activity here in the U.S. for Thanksgiving. For any listeners celebrating, happy holidays to all of you. Since the last episode of the podcast, my daughter and I went to the Super M concert in Atlanta, and it was epic. I really wasn't sure how the show would pan out with such big personalities and wildly popular performers in one group, but it was so well done. While I'm not a huge fan of Jopping myself, I did get to see Baekhyun perform three of his recent hits, all of which I have on my Korean music playlist. It was wild seeing the huge diversity of the crowd attending the performance, too. People had singers' names written on their windows in the parking garage. No, <laughs> We saw one SUV with bacon written on the side window. Bacon, y'all. B-A-C-O-N. Bless their hearts. Let's dip into a quick current news break for Korean entertainment. A week ago, Guhara passed away. She was a known K-pop personality and artist. Also, she was friends with Sully, another female artist who committed suicide earlier this year. Right now, the climbing numbers for suicide make it appear that there's a crisis among the Hallyu community in South Korea. It's always a tragedy to lose someone, even more so when it's such a young person suffering and negative feedback from the public is not helping. For drama news, Love with Flaws has premiered to good ratings. I'm really looking forward to watching it because it looks like it's going to be funny, lighthearted comedy. Psychopath Diary also, which looks hilarious. Uh, one that Camilla Blooms with Gong Kyo Jin is doing real well also. Sadly, Tale of Noktu and Extraordinary You have finished airing. They were both great. Check them out if you have a chance. In the last episode of Melting Me Softly, we saw Go Miran and Ma Dong Chen realizing that they've lost 20 years. In this episode, we're looking forward to Go Miran and Ma Dong Chen meeting up again after an eye snap that lasted two decades. Let's jump into episode three, titled The Days We Lost. Ma Dong Chen is in the hospital lobby meeting an aged Yonggi. His first question is about Naha Young, his ex, and they tell him that she's the news director now. When we flash to Go Miran, she's having a meltdown at the college campus, slowly realizing that she has lost quite a bit of time after finally asking someone just exactly what is the date. When there's an announcement on campus asking for student Go Miran to report to the broadcast booth, we find out her ex is now a professor at the college. Namte runs outside and starts blowing the whistle that Go Miran gave him. When he was little, and there's this heartfelt reunion between brother and sister. He puts Gomiran on his back, and we see a kind of care and love display reversal between the two. A lot has changed, yes, but the love between siblings has stayed strong. Back at the hospital, Hyunggi apparently had to show Ma Dong Chan a scar that he received after falling out of a tree while working for Ma Dong Chan. All this is super confusing to Dong Chan, and he's not sure who to speak formally or informally to based on how everyone is older. But Dong Chan's mom jumps on Hyunggi, and Dong Chan has to intervene to stop the attack. And about this time, he realizes that Go Miran is missing, and he tells Hyunggi to find Go Miran. And Hyunggi tries to put it all off, rambling about how they tried to find him when he disappeared, telling him that Michael Jackson and other people died in the meantime including the professor. The actress playing Dong Chan's older sister cracks me up. 
Her acting like a younger girl is cringeworthy for sure, but definitely comical. Dong Chan uses his former brother-in-law's police connection to try to track down Gomi Ron, but the family doesn't live there anymore. He just barely misses them as they're right around the corner now. As Gomi Ron spends more time with her family, she realizes that they've done okay. They've done better thanks to the money she left them. When Dong Chan gets to his family's new home, he realizes that they've opened up a barbecue place and put his face on the outside. <laughs> Apparently, his little brother blew all of his money gambling, and this is where they live now. They, they run this barbecue place, and they live over it. He meets his sister-in-law and his niece, who is pretty sassy. Um, he's still getting weirded out with his obviously older brother, who very closely resembles... His dad, it's the same actor, and his sister treating him as the oldest when she's obviously like physically older than him. And at this point, he sees his dad's memorial picture on the wall. And for a comical scene, largely it ends on a on a sober note. All right, the next scene in episode three is a Pyongshim update. Other than changing his name, this cat has not changed his stripes at all. In 20 years. His wife is not putting up with all this crap, though. When they go lay down in separate beds, he mentions Gomiran, and we realize his current wife is Gomiran's friend from the start of the series. We find out that the rich friend's dad is apparently keeping Byung Shim on the payroll, even though he's a fool. The wife is cursing him and Gomiran for ending up with him, or ending up with him, and, and lamenting becoming pregnant in the first place. All right, now we are at the broadcast station, and the director and Hyungi are both trying to brainstorm how to control or get ahead of this whole situation. And they both agree that Ma Dong Chan and Gomi Ron are equally crazy. At Dong Chan's house, the family is talking about whether or not it's the real Dong Chan. His sister suggests maybe he was part of a cloning experiment, human cloning. <laughs> Dong Chan is going through old pictures and remembering his dad. His brother shows up. And he thinks it's his dad again because they look so much alike. <laughs> he ends up leaving and go to bed. At Gomi Ron's house, she's looking through the journal that Nam Tae made for her and crying. And Dong Chan is going through his phone and looking at old texts from Naha Young. It's a moving scene. When Gomi Ron is having breakfast with her family, she starts talking about going back to school and graduating soon so she can get a job. But it's obvious she has a bone to pick before jump-starting her life again. When Dong Chan goes by the lab, it's completely empty. But the professor's assistant shows up and catches Dong Chan up on what's happened while he was frozen. He finds out that Professor Huang woke the both of them up after being in a coma for 20 years. Then it looks like he went back into the coma, passed out, he went to sleep, didn't wake up. They also reveal that someone has been trying to kill a professor, which we already knew. So they just let everyone think he was dead. That was the best option. In the next scene, Dong Chan shows up at the station and tells Hyung Gi that he wants to see Na Ha Young, who is obviously shocked when she gets the phone call based on her facial expression. At the coffee shop, he doesn't recognize her until someone calls her name, but he doesn't change. They stare at each other for a painfully long moment. Seriously, I don't know why this is so lengthy. That's no need. There was no need for that. Could have been like half that time. It's definitely a little awkward. 
he kind of tries to apologize about the experiment going awry and leaving her alone all this time and being late and everything. And she says, just forget it. That's what she's done. But then she starts getting emotional. He apologizes again. And she says she's just glad that he's still alive and excuses herself for work. She heads outside and breaks down in the car. It's a cutscene at the lab where we find out there's a hypothermia problem. The dolphin from the original experiment has kicked the bucket. Apparently, Professor Huang holds the key to Ma Dong Chan and Gomi Ran surviving this overheating issue in his asleep brain. Dong Chan is back at the broadcast station, and Naha Young is having some feelings about it. But where were these feelings when he went missing? Guess who shows up at the station, y'all? This is my favorite part of the episode. Gomi Ran! There's an epic scene where Hyung Gi sees her coming. <laughs> She's coming in all bad to the bone, and he's quivering with fear. There's a Wonder Woman and Kill Bill influence and reflections of how crazy the woman really is in Hyung Gi's mind, but she walks right past him and slaps the taste out of Ma Dong Chan's mouth. It's beautiful, beautiful grill. She screams at Dong Chan, demanding the 20 years of her life back, and he drags her off to speak privately. There's this guy, obviously a reporter, taking pictures of Ma Dong Chan who recognizes him and Hyung Gi jumps in and pretends like it's a broadcast rehearsal but he's still peeing his pants. In private, Mi Ron is still tripping and Dong Chan is trying to be apologetic but she ain't having it. Dong Chan tries to explain what happened and why they were stuck asleep for 20 years but it really isn't helping Mi Ron at all. She's listing off all the things she missed in life. Dong Chan starts crying too. They're both crying and losing it. He tries to comfort her again, but she starts crying again and asks him why he's speaking to her informally. Hyung Gi runs into the director and tells him that Miran showed up, so now it's double trouble. The expressions and over-the-top acting by these two actors is hilarious. Miran heads out and tells Dong Chan not to disappear, then calls him a bad word as she leaves. And Dong Chan sees Naha Young in the broadcast studio, and they do this weird staring thing again that's, again, that's too long. He asks her to meet up tomorrow. But everywhere he remembers is now closed. And she kind of shuts him down and walks off. In the next scene, Miran is trying to register at college. But the registrar ain't buying the class of 96 stuff. We see Byung Shim in his office being a jerk. And then he heads into the hallway and sees Miran. He proceeds to sneakily follow her around the campus, almost following her into the bathroom. Miran is going through her phone, seeing texts from old friends. And then the junk from Byung Shim. Uh, back at the broadcast station. Dong Chan is making a play to get his job back. Hyang Gi and the director are trying to tell him, just take it easy. But he pulls the cover-up card and tells them any company would be happy to work with him. And they change their tune. In the lab, Professor Huang finally wakes up. That scene is followed by Dong Chan's family home. And more awkwardness ensues as the little brother asks him to help him dye his gray hair. Then they're all eating and the niece asks, why he's so young, if he's the older brother, and where has he been? And then asks if he's a vampire. And she goes on to tell him to quit the station and start his own YouTube channel. And everyone tells Dong Chan about his younger sister's wild ways. And he starts talking about putting his foot down with her. And she comes in acting uber affectionate, yelling things in English. <laughs> and it comes out that she's an alcoholic. Dong Chan visits his dad's grave. And it's kind of a somber end to a kind of funny scene. When we flash back to Gomi Ron, she's thinking about her friends. 
She goes into a record store and finds her favorite musician's latest album. She discovers that the singer is dead. She's having a rough time out on her own, y'all. She goes outside and screams, Opa! <laughs> Dong Chan's back at the back to work at the broadcast studio. I starts telling Hyun Gi off. We see Naha Young again, and in a flashback, she remembers being told to cover things up. Y'all, she ain't innocent. Don't feel bad for her. Back at the university, Byung Shim is following Gomi Ron around again. The timed comments from other viewers in the Viki app are killing me. Like everyone's like, go, run, run, Gomi Ron. <laughs> in the preview for the next episode, we see other staff members giving Don Chan a hard time, and he's coming up with ideas for shows that have already been done. They all start to have issues with overheating, and Gomi Ron meets up with her friends again before telling Dong Chan that he should just give her a job. Lots of excitement for the next episode. Okay, person I want to hug this episode. I think I want to hug Byung Shim's wife. It's obvious that she has had a lot to deal with over the last 20 years after marrying him. Bless her for not murder-killing him before now. Person I want to punch in the throat this episode. I think I want to punch Byung Shim again. He's so punchable. Such a tool. And we are at the end of the episode three review. I'm going to check out Psychopath Diary. That's next in my To Be Watched queue. My daughter just finished Hotel de Luna starring Ayu and Yo Jingu, which is an awesome drama. And she said she wanted to watch something lighter, so I recommended Clean With Passion for now. Have you seen any of these dramas? What are you watching now? Also, hello to any new listeners. I know that according to Anchor, someone in Mongolia, Malaysia, Turkey, India, Thailand, Philippines, and of course the United States has listened to the podcast. Welcome everyone, and please feel free to drop some comments or email me if you have any feedback. Until the next episode, let's all try to be more like the Wonder Woman version of Gomi Ron, cracking her lasso of truth. <laughs>